In the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Please be seated. Today's gospel is not an easy one. It's a little hard for us because we're good at doing a few things that the world says are important. We're good at networking. We're good at building social capital. That kind of idea helps us to kind of put ourselves in the right position. I mean, I remember being told when I was young, it's not really what you know, it's what? It's who you know. I know you know that. So this kind of gospel lesson kind of flies right in the face of that sort of teaching. I know it's sad. And so this kind of gospel lesson really tells us something totally different about the way that we are supposed to live. Jesus says, when you are invited to a luncheon or a dinner party, go and sit down at the lowest place, the worst seat at the table. And then Jesus also says, when you host a luncheon or a dinner party, don't invite your friends or your family or your rich neighbors, just in case they may return the favor. Instead, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind. This kind of lesson is not what I learned in business class in college. So for us, this is a difficult kind of idea for us to unpack. This lesson also, if we're not careful, goes well beyond just kind of good business practice. And it gets to the heart of how we behave with one another. Too easily, this lesson can become about politeness and about good manners. Now, as a Southern boy, I know my manners, right? I know about how to be polite, how to be sociable, how to move within a certain party, how to have good table manners, how to write a proper thank you note, and on and on and on. Like, we were trained for this kind of stuff. Recently, I was with some friends at a luncheon, and one of them at the table was having a birthday. And so I surprised them with a birthday cake. And so we sang and all that good stuff, and I didn't put candles on it, so she didn't blow on it because COVID's ruined all of our fun. And so that kind of thing, it was great, it was good. So I took the cake back and I was cutting it up and I was putting on the plates for service and a couple other friends came to help serve. And so as they took the first round of cakes out to everybody, they put them down at the tables. And then one friend turned to the other friend and said, Said, why are you not serving the women first? And her eyes got big and she said, I have failed the Southern manners test. And I thought, first off, who cares? But absolutely right, right? I mean, we know you kind of serve the women the cake first. I mean, that's the sort of thing that we know. And if we're not careful, this sort of story about Jesus sounds like directions on how to be righteously polite. But as you've heard me say many times before, Jesus is not interested in being polite. Jesus is not really interested in having good manners, certainly not interested in being nice. That kind of idea really messes up the Jesus that we see in the Gospels. It messes up the call that Jesus is putting on our lives. Today, the story about Jesus is really a story that helps us see something much deeper. Let's look at the last thing that Jesus says in today's gospel lesson. After Jesus' parable, after he tells that story, he makes one more statement. Jesus says, after you sit at the lesser spot at the table, after you have invited only the poor to your party, then you will be blessed. You will be blessed because they cannot repay you. You will be blessed and repaid at the resurrection. This is perhaps the real root of the idea of today's lesson. 
This idea about Jesus talking us and giving a literal dinner party is not the point. Do not go and just give a literal dinner party for poor people. That is not really the point of this story. Although if you want to, that's fine, you be you. But what we can do is really begin to flesh out and unpack this idea of blessing. Blessings are complicated. For those of you in my Bible study, which by the way starts in a few weeks, shameless plug, for those of you in my Bible study, you know we talk about blessings all the time and how complicated and complex this idea of blessings are. It is so easy for us to understand blessings as something we receive when we do stuff that God for some reason likes. That's not it. How many times have we heard people reference blessings as good stuff they get? I'm fond of saying that God is not a cosmic vending machine. We don't get the thing we want because we have put in exact change, like with the right prayer or the right actions. That's not how this works. Instead, blessings are meant to be something that we become. We are not, blessings are not just meant to feel good or to give us the things that we want. Blessings are not even the things we say before a meal. Blessings are who God made us to be in the world. Now imagine a household spigot on the outside of your house, right? That water faucet. If you were to put a balloon on that faucet and turn the water on, what happens? That balloon will at some point burst. But if you put a hose on that spigot and you turn the water on, then the water is received in the hose and then put wherever you want it to go. In a sense, that's kind of how blessings work. Blessings flow from God. And then if we become the blessing that God is asking us to be, is making us to be, then we become that vessel. Too often, we see ourselves as a vessel like a balloon that's open on one end, but closed up on the other. We imagine that we are the kinds of people who receive God's blessings and we give thanks hard stop. But if that happens, if all we do is simply receive God's blessings, at some point, our lives become too focused on us. Our lives become too focused on what we get and what we don't get, how we are blessed and how we are not blessed, to the point where our spiritual selves burst. But if we are a vessel that is open on one end and open on the other, we receive God's blessings constantly, and those blessings flow from us out into the world. We actually begin to direct those blessings out into the world for one another, for those in need, for everyone. God is calling us to that kind of purpose. God is calling us to be useful in who we were created to be. God is calling us to make sure that we are the kinds of vessels that both receive and give God's blessings in the world. We are here today because we often forget that kind of purpose. We need to be reminded that we are not made just to receive. We are made to receive and to give. And we like the sound of this right now. You all here in these pews are probably like, hey, that's kind of nice. That sort of purpose in the world is good. And then we're going to walk out those doors and we're going to have conversations and we're going to look at our calendars and we're going to go to the next thing and we're going to get over scheduled. And very quickly, we forget. That's why we do this. 
You are here today. We are here today to be reminded that we are made for so much more than to simply focus on what we get. We are here to be reminded that God made us, made each one of you to have purpose in the world and to be the vessel by which God's blessings flow through us to everyone else in our lives. The reason we come to church is in order to remember this divine purpose. And so I see you here this morning. I am glad you are here this morning. But if you don't come back very often, that forgetfulness will ultimately contribute to getting lost and off that path of love. Why we come here is to remember this sacred truth that God loved all of us, made all of us, and that we can be vessels of blessing in the world to make a big, big difference.